Record. Okay. Set that there. Okay, so, uh... You got um, a whole bunch of little questions, huh? Yeah, I just wrote down just the bottom part here. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, yeah. That's all the whole list. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, so how long have you been the president of MAMA? Uh, I guess since 2010. How long have nine? you been uh, a part of the organization? Uh, 2001 when we moved here. Where'd you guys move from? Uh, I was got my PhD at the University of Utah, so okay. that's where we were before we moved here. Okay, and, um... So, uh, you just answered that. And uh, what, what's the organization's main goals? The main goal is to, so Moscow Mountain's all private land, 100% of our trails are on private land. Uh, the U of, UI Force owns a little bit. Um, uh, not U of I Force, but the University of Idaho owns some force up there. Um, the state has a little, very small, uh, two little small lots, but the rest is all private owned. So, uh, working with landowners to keep their trust, gain their trust, gain, keep, um, and, uh, and then um, working with different parts of the community to uh, understand uh, the land use up there and expected use and rules, um, and to uh, build a system of trails that's uh, a lot of fun, and you're not a gerbil, it's just on one little, one little uh, cage. So, um, we're, we've slowly expanded. The, the Mamba started in about 1994, um, and we've expanded to about 70 miles of single track. Uh, some of us on old logging roads, so it's uh, not single single track, but those logging roads grow in pretty fast. Um, so, the main function of Mamba is to have a have a entity between the public and the landowners, so the landowners have one place to go to, and uh, then we visit with, uh, we help uh, inform the masses, if you will, what the rules are and um, and what to do up there. And um, so you kind of just touched on this. How does the organization achieve your your goals that you just talked about? Um, so, we know who the landowners are. I mean, you could go, it's all public knowledge. You could go down to the uh, courthouse and get a plot map and who owns what plot. And, um, so then we uh, call them up and talk about what we're doing and um, get permission or, or not uh, to expand our trail system and um, talk to them about what ways we can help mitigate the issues that they're having with the public. And so we have a, a ton of different types of signs that we could put up in different places to help. 99% um, of the public, will, if they see a sign, they'll obey it. The other percent of it, like if it says no fire, the other 1% will um, start their fire with it. But uh, So um, uh, that's, you know, the, the rules are really simple. No fires, stay on the trail. Um, no camping, no shooting, uh, that's about it. Uh, and go have fun. Uh, this is possible, if you look around the nation, it's really hard to find something where there's this much uh, involvement on public land. And the reason that it's possible is that the state of Idaho has a statute that um, says that, basically, in layman's term, that if you're playing on my ground and you get hurt, it's your own fault. Don't come to me to sue me because it's not going to work. 
So uh, because of that, we're able to uh, get permission to play on their ground. And um, you talked about this too. What role does Mamba play in the Moscow community? Um, it's it's a a quiet role, role um, rule um, anyway role. Um, we um, again uh, we provide information on how to play on the mountain um, without getting in trouble with landowners or the sheriff. And uh, how does Mama give back to the community? Give back. Well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have 70 miles up there to run, play, and walk, and bike on. Uh, simple. <laughs> Nature takes it back pretty fast. And um, so uh, are there any big events uh, the organization is looking forward to this summer? Um, so basically the only events we have are trail build days. Um, you got a bunch of independent-minded people that um, are all busy with their lives and families and uh, getting people to together for a potluck or something like that is next to impossible. Uh, so our big events are um, are the build days where we and the the maintenance is such that you could pretty much maintain uh, your trails um, two or three people can maintain the trails pretty well like there's uh, this year there's probably uh, an average of two trees per mile so that's 140 trees you got to cut out every year and uh, there's places where the uh, the hill will slough a little bit so you need to go and rebuild put the tread and uh, so there's a few of us that go and do that, but mainly the gatherings are um, our trail build days. We're thinking about now that we have uh, a bunch of uh, brew pubs in town that we might that they have these days where uh, a certain percentage of the profit goes to an organization that um, that sponsors the pub for that day or whatever. Uh, it's supposed to be the other way around, but that's really what you're doing. Um, so if we do that, then uh, there might be a little bit more involvement. But we try to be quiet because the landowners like us up there because we um, having responsible people up there reduces the amount of mischief on the mountain. But they don't want it to become a destination area where uh, people from all over the U.S. come here to mountain bike. So that's not what they're looking for. Uh, so we have to be careful not to become victims of our own success because the trails are good trails and it is a lot of fun up there. Um, and we do have people coming from all over the U.S. to bike them. But, um, uh, but we, there, the, the, for instance, there's no signage on the trails saying that this is Trail X. The only way that you could do that is if you have a, a UPS app on your phone and you download our maps off of our site. For 20 bucks but anyway <laughs> um, then you can know where you're at but other than that um, it's a it's a, a community mountain and if you don't know the mountain it's pretty easy to get lost up there and have a lot longer ride than you were planning on all right and um, so how many people are in Mamba how many members um, I really couldn't tell you uh, we seems like we get dues from about 300. Uh, we have about 500 on the mailing list, uh, but I'm thinking maybe a thousand people use the mountain regularly. Um, and so we have um, unpaid members, if you will, that 
show up for the trail builds and whatnot. And um, so it's hard to say how many members we have. It's, it's, it's a pretty um, laissez-faire organization. And, um, we, we are a nonprofit, and we do have a tax ID, and uh, so we have to file uh, tax returns every, or a tax report or whatever you want to call it every year. Um, uh, so we are a nonprofit organization. Okay, um, for last one. Um, so you already talked about this too. How did uh, Mamba grow from its inception? Uh, so it's just mountain biking started to get popular in the late 80s, early 90s, so some of the people that were quite athletic and liked riding bikes started it, and it's just kind of growing. It's just word of mouth. Uh, the bike shops are involved. Uh, they, they know about it, so people buy a bike, and so they come and uh, uh, come into the, the uh, membership so that they know where the trails are, and so it's just kind of uh, grassroots growth. We don't advertise. <laughs> we do have a Facebook and we do have a, uh, a uh, web page, but other than that, you know, there's, we're not pushing for growth, we're not pushing for uh, expansion. We're pushing for expansion of the mountain as far as miles on the mountain, because um, even 70 miles kind of becomes to feel like a bit in a gerbil in a cage, but um, <laughs> You know, on a on a wheel, um, but um, we only have um, capacity to build two or three miles of of trail a, a, a summer. So uh, it's not expanding. It's not exploding. All right. All right. That's it. Oh. That's oh, all. I was wondering if you have any like I don't know pictures of the club around here or like biking gear with you around. I don't know. Anything that he can help him out for his photo? Well, uh, all I have is photos. Um, I do have... Hey, yeah, I hope you enjoyed my little talk with Scott Metlin from Mamba, the Moscow Area Mountain Biking Association. Um, man, my memory is mountain biking. It's been a long time since I mountain biked. I'm trying to remember. We may have done it when we were in Hawaii. I'm sure we've done it a couple times in Montana. Maybe in Colorado? I haven't been mountain biking too many times. Honestly, it's kind of intimidating for me. Kind of scary. Like, I'm, I'm more of a path, like a trail biker. We got a nice Burt Gilman trail back in Bothell. Back home in Bothell, Washington. But, um, so that's a great bike trail. It goes from Seattle all the way to Redmond. Passes right through Bothell. Bothell's a midway point of it, actually. And, um, yeah, that's kind of my more, more my speed, I would say. I do remember we had this bike jump in our neighborhood that uh, my, one of my best friends growing up, Mitchell Vido, and I would we'd always ride our bikes through the, there's like a big forest area, and it had a hill dipping down, and then there was a big jump that we would go off. And you'd go in between two trees and go off this jump with your bike. And, yeah, Mitchell was definitely way better at extreme sports than me like I probably fell about half the time but <laughs> I mean I still did it it was still fun just trying to keep up with them and then we went on to form the uh, infamous zebra scooter gang which uh, I told you all about in an early episode of the star is born but yeah so check out uh, bikemoscow.org 
and the Mamba Association there. Uh, Black Mamba, Kobe. I bet it's probably Kobe, Kobe Bryant's favorite mountain biking association, I'd say. And uh, thank you for getting my books on Amazon. And thank you for sharing the podcast with people, as always. And I hope you have a great day. I love you.